We are now live. Welcome back to another episode of Call Your and Foul. We were supposed to have the full <laughs> team here today. Once again, I don't know how many times I've said this on this show. I'm not even going to bother going through Alex's excuse this time. Alex is mailing stuff to a homie. Did, uh, did he live yeah, in that home? Wedding. They're going it's to, like three houses they're ago go, or something. I, I, from what I gathered, they're going to a wedding in Miami tomorrow. Oh, okay. It's tomorrow. And so that's why it's like now. I was wondering why they're doing I, it like we, this late. I, I think his wife's wedding shoes they had mailed to her parents' house. Uh. Out in Boston, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so they were driving across town to pick up the shoes so they could have them to go to the airport tomorrow. <laughs> it's like he even pre- he goes, I know no one's gonna believe this. Like, just, <laughs> let, just said I did it again. Just just don't even give me this big long excuse. Is there a Pens game tonight? I didn't even look. I didn't even look I, a Pens I could game. kinda tell by the way he was talking <laughs> earlier in the group earlier in the message that like, oh he's kind of starting to hedge his way out of this one. <laughs> What's tonight's excuse? Okay, why not? Shoes for weddings in Miami and Boston and PA. We got every, every, everyone's involved. <laughs> On that note, we're going to have a big, long discussion about some of the football games. Since it's just me and Craig, you don't, you're college football. I'm yeah. more professional. We'll skip that for an episode either this weekend coming down the pipe. The big news that we had to, this, yeah, this is the second Alec Cancer on Sunday. We were going to record on Sunday. Yeah. Failed to do that. Tuesday. That now, yeah, now here we are on Tuesday. Is it two? Or is it two or three episodes in a row? What? Because there was the episode where I think two. I think two? two. Okay. I think two, and the ones your pipes broke anyway, so we would have had two. Because, uh, one, I thought you said like the one house. Oh song, yeah. 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 That sucks. <laughs> what a time for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. We'll just get right into, and that's where Alec, things that he said never would happen. He did win his bet. Oh, let's clear that up. And he's like, there, you don't get to take your victory lap because I'm happy about it too. Cuomo, done. Fired. Terminated. Not suspended. Alec technically won his bet. He's going to wait to cash it till the Do you big think case. he's the first one to do that though? To do what? Cuomo. Like to, you know, seek advice or look into information for his brother's sake not many it's it's not an issue that what he did was illegal it's if he wants to claim to be a newsman he was actively using his hour to promote his brother while also being yeah i know it's wrong yeah he's not the only one doing this not many people's brothers are the governor (laughs) <laughs> like, they, they, I guess, and you, to prove it, have now, you looked into? Here's the thing: is I haven't looked into th- it. How are the relations between the 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 major news well, source, let's say it's, let's say anchors, th- and let, politicians? Let's say it doesn't have to be family. Let's look at Jesse Smollett, who talk about the trial of a lifetime. I don't know how he. Why is that being televised while Ghislaine Maxwell? I, <laughs> we, we get the transcripts are out and it's wild. It's one of those things that I'm following like a hundred other stories right now. So I'm like waiting till over Christmas time mm-hmm. to like really get into the details about this. But uh, Don Lemon has somehow Jesse Smollett's taken the stand. Mm-hmm. He's actually going through cross-examination two days worth made up this whole story where they were trying the Nigerians who were originally described as pale MAGA hat wearing the Nigerians are? Yeah, that's who act. The, oh, the ones who attacked yes, him. Yes, yeah, the ones yeah. who originally attacked him. He claimed that it was a hate <laughs> crime. And then he was attacked like in the middle of like Chicago in the middle of winter, right. walking around the subway bag at 2 a.m. in the morning. He thought the thing was going to be on camera. It wasn't. Police come, whole big thing. It comes out that he did a walkthrough with these two Nigerian, they're like weightlifters. His claiming that they wanted to be his bodyguards. So they pretended to rob him so that he would need to ask them to be his bodyguards. The whole big thing in the case is... That's what they're saying? He's paying them to be his personal trainers. So the question... And that's where it's like he's trying to say that he didn't tell... That they took this initiative on their own. He didn't tell them to do it. But they have video of him doing the walkthrough. And the text, there's text messages <laughs> and everything. So, like, so these dudes are just trying to like fall, like they're just taking the heat for he's it. He's banking on one person to give him a mistrial. One person mm. to buy a story. He's playing, he's scared of the police like that. He somehow, what he, a he made out in a bathhouse with one of the Nigerians. Yeah, I saw but that. But they attacked him because they hate him because he's homo. He's gay. Mm. So I, I don't get it. I, I totally, totally confused at... But yeah. the plan is besides to just go for a crazy one vote, which I don't, this story, so I can't see how one juror would buy into this. But Don Lemon was texting him within months after, or with weeks after the original story broke, telling him that the police weren't believing his story. 
And it's like that to me is kind of similar. To, That's the same thing. You're using your inside sources to tip <clears throat> your buddies, they to did tip, the, to tip they, your friends. They, they did the exact yeah, same thing. like if it's, right. so CNN late night right now, their whole night squad, Anderson Cooper's holding it down alone at eight. Yeah. But you got a problem with nine through 12. And Cuomo is now officially fired. The Cuomo brothers are 100% unemployed, <laughs> which like I said, that's been one of the only predictions I've gotten wrong on this show is I kept saying that, no, somehow they're going to come back because mm-hmm. of all the dirt they got. But they're doing this all the time out there. Uh, yeah, they they're, they're, they got axed. I mean, railroaded. Pro- I bet you he gets hired somewhere. I don't know, man. I bet you he does. They're not going to go down easy. I'll tell you that. This won't be the last we hear of the Cuomo brothers. I just like to think in my head what Thanksgiving would have been like. When you had, like, Matilda's, their mom's still alive. The one they always would bring up. Both of your sons, adults, fired for ethics issues in their mid-50s. <laughs> like, they're, they're talking taking their dad's name off the bridge. And All right. <laughs> the whole, like, you, you ruined a legacy, like, 100 years of Cuomo politics in the state of New York. In a span of six months, blown up. And you just got Fredo and Sonny there sitting at the table and Matilda just shaking her head. Like, what's she think? Like, oh, don't like to find that much joy in someone else's suffering. It's all their own fault. But though. yeah, two, they two, created it. Two they're, years they're, of suffering. I mean, the not, not necessarily them that themselves created the situation, but their party, yeah, created this it, whole situation and took them down and enabled. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a, a year ago, if we go back to spring 2020, they were like the poster childs for the party. Mm-hmm. You had Chris Cuomo recovering. He got super sick. He had to go stay down in his basement, and they had his dramatic reveal where he came back to life and that was the warning to everyone that look Cuomo's in shape and this managed to take him out for two weeks and it's like well Rogan just did the opposite where right? <laughs> you know, I was like if you're in shape yeah, that took be, a lot longer he should be good then it came out that Cuomo was faking it through it and it's like oh okay this guy's just a loser but everyone knew that about him everyone It'd knew that about Chris they, they tested him like live and he's never had it <laughs> Dude, you, yeah when the, uh, that was Andrew Andrew they'd have every day he'd come and get himself tested on TV and make jokes about the size of his nose and that was aired on CNN like at 12 o'clock. And they were like the most boring PowerPoint presentations, but it was viewed as he was in charge. He was in control. He was someone to be respected. We thought at one point was going to be a presidential fill-in for Joe Biden when he, ine- <laughs> when he inevitably croaked. And it just doesn't happen. Joe Biden just keeps going, survive long enough to... Uh, do you hear um, him getting the cold? Oh, here, listen. No. Listen to this. Ugh. See there, I didn't, didn't turn my notifications off one time. Get a call during it. <laughs> um, here's here's just a little bit of how Joe sounded. As well as Democratic governors, contact me when I go into their states. Talk about thank you for these search teams because it really makes a Does difference. Sound all right some, to you, Craig? Some, this virus to protect one another, to protect our economic recovery, and to think Sounds of like it in terms a of throat. literally a patriotic responsibility rather than. A yeah. It should unite us, not continue to separate us. Parenthetically, you all know. Oh, here we to put this in context here. This was on Thursday. There was a chance that we could have shut down the Senate on Friday mm-hmm. with the filibuster, closed down the government over the vaccine mandate money, and they didn't take it. All 50 Democrats voted to go through with funding this mandate, any state's mandates that need to be done through February. 30 Republicans caved on it, too. And Mitch's, the reasoning he was giving Friday morning was that either the courts were going to strike it down or they're going to pass a law this week that directly addresses it. And I, the latter, the Senate passing anything is no chance of them getting 60 to get rid of this. The courts, I, I don't feel comfortable trusting the courts. I mean, we're going to have to, but our Senate blew a chance and that, this is something where I'd like to get the PA senator would always have voted to allow this funding to go through. I'd like to get, I know Fetterman would have, but I'd like to get everyone on record now just saying what they would have done on this. But that, that came and went. It was a big story Thursday night. Ended up not coming to pass. It was Mike Lee, Rand Paul, usual suspects that were behind the trying to rally it. They're, here, they're, Biden was just warning them not to do it in the clip I was going to play there. Received a briefing from Dr. Collins. We need to be ready. You can read the whole plan we're talking about here at whitehouse.gov. Go to whitehouse.gov and it's all laid out in detail. For now, here are the five key points I want to expand on slightly. We're expanding our national booster campaign. Oh, okay, yeah, Jesus. National booster. So we go through all that. A little bit. 
different are you okay um this is fox asking him if he's feeling okay i'm okay i have a test every day to see a covid test i live checking for all the strands what i have is a one and a half year old grandson who had a cold who likes to kiss his pop <laughs> and he's been kissing in my anyway so uh but it's just a cold and then so i'm covid policy so yeah, he, he 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 is a grandson that likes to kiss his pop, which is true. I mean, Joe Biden is 87 and he has a one-year-old grandson. As bizarre as that is, that is true. And apparently he's got him a cold. The thing is, everyone's been getting yelled at when they come to work with a cold. And it doesn't really like... Really? Yeah. There was a whole scandal with Portnoy where they, like they would say he was spreading COVID everywhere because he came in and did a show coughing. And it's like I cough all the time. All the time, people do all the time. It used to be a thing like it was seen as a badge of honor to go to work sick. That's something that's clearly changed with the pandemic. <laughs> but this was one of those like, okay, if Joe's clearly not feeling well, why are you having him come out and do this right now? Like, it's a terrible. And then they get a follow up question with Saki time here. Thank you for that. Uh, we will include that. I look forward her. to seeing it on Fox later today. It's on Fox right now. Okay, I, I bet it is. Uh, Once again, Deucey and Saki just sparring. Saki gets mad that Fox only turns on the press briefings when they're going to let them ask a question. So, see, because once in a while, CNN just won't ask them anything. So, it's like, why air the whole broadcast on network news mm. if you're not going to actually answer a question? More topic to follow up on some of the questions from earlier. The president was hoarse and coughing today. A lot of people in the workforce are encouraged not to go to work if they are exhibiting those symptoms, even if they are fully vaccinated. So are the rules different for the president? The president, again, was tested, uh, as we put out in some in a transparent piece of information from his doctor, where he received a response quickly from that test, enable him, enabling him to proceed. People also had, he had a cold, uh, which is what you know uh, from the information put out by the doctor. But as you know from your own experience, it is possible to test negative several times before there's a positive Ooh. test. So is there any concern about having him at work while he's got these symptoms, even if he is showing negative? I, I can assure you uh, that the president <laughs> follows every protocol. He wants to keep uh, everyone safe in the White House. And that's why, uh, obviously, he, we consult with the doctor and we put out that information to make it available to all of you. Go ahead. Still spread a cold around. That's all he's saying is, OK, you're fine. You're right. He doesn't have the COVID. That's fine. Why, he's still yeah. sick. What's he doing showing up to go read something? Like, it was one of his worst speeches. To, I mean, that's saying something. <clears throat> it was like borderline unclippable because mm. you could barely hear it. Like he was going in and out of his own microphone. He was clearing his throat half the time. It was very difficult to listen to. But it was just one of those, if you're going to do that at the very same time, a couple hours later, Bill de Blasio would come out. And have you heard about the New York City mandate? Mm-mm. I'll just play the clipping of it here for you. This is a little... I've most expansive vaccine mandate in the country, affecting millions of people who work in 184,000 private businesses here in New York City. Beginning on December 27th, just four days before Mayor Bill de Blasio goes out of office, the mandate will be put in place on all employees who work in private businesses in New York City. Also, New Yorkers age 12 and older will need to show proof of having had two vaccine doses instead of one to ensure Enjoy indoor dining, gyms, entertainment, and performance venues. And starting on December 14th, all children ages 5 to 11 must show proof of having at least one vaccine dose to go into restaurants, entertainment venues, and to participate in high-risk extracurricular activities like sports, band, orchestra, and dance. Eight cases of the Omicron variant have been found here in... Eight cases of Omicron. And I would never pronounce it correctly. <laughs> now that I know it's a thing that people get mad that it's not pronounced correctly, I'll change it every single time. Every single oh, time we do what it. What is it? The Omicron? Omicron. It's like the way that you're supposed to say it is ignore the I and call it like Omicron. Kind of like, like the French president, which that's what I'm going to. If we can't name Kai and we can't name Kai Chi because it offends China, why does not Omicron affect Macron? From France. That's an actual person, too. Like, where do we go? It's like, all kind of sound like names. Now you're getting on to something. This is what their meetings are like. If this France prime minister had any balls here, come on. This is bullshit. They can't name it after you. Just because name after Chi. It should be named after him. He started it. We should have named every variant one of those. And uh, so let's let's get into this. Why don't we name one Fauci? 
Oh, because he's it, the real they reason. tried that at the first beginning of the variants. They were calling them the Trump variants to try and take shots at Trump because <laughs> saying that if you didn't though the DeSantis variant too, mm. if you weren't getting your vax, you're the reason that the very that we're having the goddamn variants. Yeah, they're still saying that. Uh, my question to all the people who who are somehow posting that the unvaccinated are the reasons that the vaccine is morphing. How many times did the vaccine mutate before the va- or um, how many times did COVID mutate before the vaccine was around? I don't remember any other version. We didn't start getting mutations until we had to have breakthrough cases that were ways that they got around the vaccine. But before we had the vaccine and after the election time, I don't remember anything about there ever being another variant. That didn't really come around until the vaccines did. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you're going to say the unvaccinated are the ones causing the variants. It would seem that the reason why the the COVID has to mutate is its goal is survival. Its goal is not to kill its host. Right. The goal of any virus is to jump from one to another. You don't do that once you kill someone. So the goal is is to actually like mutate over time to get weaker, but but uh, go from person to person easier. So all things considered, right now, if this is what we think it is, it's going to spread easier and be less deadly. A lot like a cold. Not even so much the flu, but like a cold. Something that, you know, everyone's going to get whether or not, like, how strong your immunity is from the last one you had. There's going to be an infinite number of mutations over the next four or five years, but we're never going to see death counts like we did now because we have vaccine, therapeutics, a whole range of ways that we can deal with it now. And we've also prepared the surge capacity. Mm -hmm. If we just let everyone go back to work, the hospitals wouldn't be overrun. Mm -hmm. And we could just complete this. And I think a lot, a strong percentage of the country is ready to let this go. We talk about this every week. New York just went nuclear. And I don't know, did you catch the dates? Um, it's like December. 27th. Oh. 27th is when it's going to kick in that private businesses. So that's the big one here. So they've already had to work publicly in the city of New York. You had to get um, double vaxxed. To go into any restaurants or any indoor places, you had to show proof of one vax. But in these restaurants, the waiters and the bartenders, they did not have to mm. show their vaccine status. This here means everybody from like a five-person paper shop to someone working the, the bodegas outside. I guess we're not going to have that during the middle of. That's why this is going on. That's why this is so sick. In the middle of winter, when it's not as easy as going, okay, I'm not following this vax law. We're just going to keep social distance eating. We've done it so long. We can eat outside. It's fine. Right now, I'm dead of winter. There's no alternative. And that's like, talk, talk about it, striking a war. I mean, that's how our founders did it. That famous picture of Washington sailing across the Delaware with the icebergs, that was them striking Christmas Eve. And the British going, no gentleman would ever attack. Our fellow Englishmen would never do this. It's like, hell yeah, we would. Right, right when you're drunk and stupid, that's when we hit you in the middle of the night. And it's like right now, right when we're cold, this is the, most, this is the toughest time to strike. Because if you do fail, you're going to be stranded in the cold, too. Mm-hmm. Now, the logic with de Blasio is he's done. Is is after four days from after his mandate, Scott Adams takes over. So there's a question. He's going to be running for governor, and he thinks this is a good idea. But there's this assumption on Fox that this is never going to go through because this is just that. It's a stunt that Scott Adams is going to come in. And Scott Adams just tweeted out today that don't expect anything to change as far as the vax mandate goes with him. This is law and order. Everyone likes that the he's a he was a police chief, the current guy they elected, and we talked about him a, like probably about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like he was the moderate guy because he was running against like a self declared communist. No, this guy's law and order is law and order is vax law and order, like it's medical law and order. So it's like in that technically they're not lying. Mm-hmm. They said this was a more law and order ticket. Republicans thought that meant the looting and the smash and dashes going on in the streets, mm-hmm. poor pot shops. That's where something like it's every different business is affected out in California where they're just allowing this open like, 10 people to run into a store and overwhelm it. And they can't you can't defend yourself. You can't do anything. Pot stores, because of federal legislation, have to keep all their money on hand. So they're prime robbery tar- targets. And it's like they're interviewing these a lot of these. With de- they said they'd rather be dealers. They were making more money when it was illegal and they could actually secure their stuff. Now that they're a formal business, the state of California won't let them do anything. And there's no police or anyone to pursue the criminals. They're like shutting down entire lanes. They're like pull vans up, block two sides. And you'll just see a dozen people run in with masks 
organized efforts. Mm-hmm. This isn't just like flash, like um, a spontaneous crime. This is like this was like a hit. This is a group doing a, a target on a place, and AOC in London or the Mayor Lightfoot out in Chicago were both going. This isn't even really real. They, these stores need to be, do a better job of their own security. I don't know. Once you know a business that this happens to, then you know who's lying and who's not lying. Yeah. Someone can come on and say this isn't happening because you don't see it, and we don't see it. Living here in suburban Pennsylvania, hmm. we don't. There's not anything like that. Right now, there's video, so you can choose not to watch the videos. You could say the videos are fake, but there are like these are. Then they have the business owners come on, and it's like, well, that's a terrible story. Mm. That's and that's a horrible experience because even then, if if that's possible without repercussions, how do you just start a business again? How do you go? Well, I'm just going to go back to doing it like I was, and it's like, why? It's just as soon as you get back on your feet, boom, it could happen again. Yeah, it's like absolutely beyond me. But like I said. Adam said that he can plans to enforce this. We're relying on the courts now. Since Congress failed to pass a bill making this funding, this kind of thing, illegal, they have to now pass a bill saying, that, like, they, they, have, they, they passed the bill allowing it. Now they'd have to write one specifically not allowing it, which they're not going to do, which leaves us with the courts. Mm. And I don't know, I was optimistic before we were going to record this episode, the way I've watched this, this mandate play out, I, I I don't I don't I'm wait I'm waiting for someone to step in and strike it down like like more has been stricken or less has been less requirements have been stricken in other courts so it's like I don't see why this one wouldn't fall in line but we're just kind of sitting in silence and this is this is an interesting time because politically this is the last basically week and a half where anything happens for about two months is everyone's about to go on holiday break. And this is where, and primaries will pick up. So we'll get, we'll come back from the holidays in late January, early February, and that's when the primaries will be. Each Democrats and Republicans picking which candidates they're going to run for the 2022 race. Then over the summer we'll get the election pick up, and 2022 is going to be an epic election cycle. So we got a whole bunch of material coming up. Right now, this week is position week. That's where everyone's trying before you go into hibernation for the year. You want to try and get your name in the right headlines like Dr. Oz coming out and, and saying that he's going to run for the Senate. Right now, this is going to be a conversation topic in every household mm. in Pennsylvania over the holiday season. So it's like you, you want to get that out there. There's a jockey. And you also want to do stuff. You can slide stuff through that no one sees. Like right now with the gerrymandering, we are in since it's 2020, this is a census year, which means this is when everyone redraws the maps. So whichever state is in control, like, like we're going to go over a couple states, but for e- everyone listening, each state is totally different. And how you count your citizens and where you draw your districts can be the difference between three or four seats on either side of the aisle come the next 10 years because we only do this every decade. So this is one where if you're not in power this year in your state, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of federal laws that block a state from doing anything. And what I'm going to play for you here is just this morning some of the hypocrisy I was hearing on the left having to do with um, – this is Inside Politics. It's on at noon. It's a bunch of reporters with John King. They're like field reporters from like The Hill, CNN's correspondents, um, Politico. Oh, they'll gang of four reporters sitting with John King, the guy who does the election night. And they talk about more of the not so, they talk about policies, but they also talk a lot more about the procedures and elections and the behind the scenes stuff. Who's staffing who? What's the inside take on this? Here is them in the first clip I'm going to play. This is them talking about Devin Nunez has just you know who Devin Nunez is? No, I do not. Really? Oh Jesus! Well, maybe if you mention something, I the, might know. He's the California House of Rep- House of Rep- House Rat. Was calling that Republican House of Representative member that was big on getting re- calling the Mueller investigation a hoax, um, blaming Hillary oh, really? for the emails. I still don't know. Oh, but you, you, see, you see a picture of him. There he is. Recognize I'm him? still not. You don't recognize him. him. He's a little no, putz. I don't know why I'm not. There's a bunch of articles they call Devin's cow. They made a bunch of like yeah. Instagram pages and Twitter pages where they pretend he's a farmer. And he doesn't really look like a farmer. He's constantly doing business stuff. So, and that, that's he's, he was in the, he was about to be the chair of the Ways and Means 
if, if the Demo- if the Republicans retook back the House, he was going to be the head of a very influential chair. Oh, okay. As far as commerce goes, so he was like he now he stepped down, and he's going to be working for Trump's new media department. Trump is attempting to create a Fox, and all in, just going to have entertainment news, going to have real news, social media. CNN sounded nervous. I just saw a clip of it before I like a couple hours before I came here, because. CNN saying that his eyes are bigger than competing with Fox. He wants to compete with like Twitter. And it's like, like he goes, clearly he won't do that. I think he not only will compete with Fox, but he's going to outdo CNN rather quickly. Mm. And it's going to be kind of embarrassing when you're going to have CNN playing clips from the Fox Trump or the Trump media network. I have no, I have no idea what that looks like. I have no idea. But when they're speculating about why he left... What I think is the real reason they're going to explain here is is his district in California has gotten chopped up into basically two Democrat districts. They like and, and that's where the gerrymandering is, is you take a district that is predominantly one party and you basically slit off, slice off half of it and put it in one district that's your color and another half of it and put it in another district that's your color. So say you have this little area, you have this little red area surrounded by two big blues. They make it so you can basically cut that blue one into a third mm-hmm. and put them each with the primarily Democratic district. So now, instead of having three Republicans or one, one Republican, two Democrats, you have three Democrats because you took that Republican stronghold and split it into three mm-hmm. parts. Yeah. Republicans can do the same thing. They do that with cities. Like right now in Texas, they're trying to do that with Dallas. But right now, Democrats have concentrated all their voters in one spot mm-hmm. to guarantee them a seat. Since the Republicans are in charge of Texas, they're going to go through and start trying to cut that up and slide it into two predominantly red districts. If that, if that make, can, if, it's kind of tough without pictures. This is one that if, we, if I had something to show you, it would make a lot more sense. Listen to how um, they talk about it when it's Nunez. This is the first clip. And then how they talk about it when it's Texas in the next clip. For sure to all of that. I mean, he is loyal to, he likes the executive branch more. He got a taste of it from the Trump administration, uh, to say the least. But uh, his district is also being redrawn. It's a uh, pro-Trump, about a plus five or so district, likely going to be a plus nine Biden district. So that is probably uh, reason number one, two, and three. But, you know, clearly he likes to be close to who he believes. Now, I'm not comfortable with the idea that our legislatures, once they're in office, mm-hmm. our legislators can carve their own districts. But that is a Democrat describing what a Democratic California legislature is about to do to a Republican seat. And basically, he's calling Nunez a chicken for you went from a plus 10 red to now it's going to be plus 10 blue by the way they redraw these lines if everyone votes the same. So he's basically ducking and running and taking the money. And that's where I was going to go hard on him. At the same time, once that happens, I don't think he could have won. This might be, and that's where you shouldn't stay in the house forever. You should move on to better things. When, when I say a powerful chair of the ways and means, we're talking like Nadler type people. Mm-hmm. They aren't that powerful. In the long scheme of Washington politics, any member of the house is infinitely ranked by a member of the Senate and the governors. These guys are really just trivial. So when you see them there for 30 years, you got to ask yourself why. Because it shouldn't be profitable. All the rules say you shouldn't make money off of this. It shouldn't be worth your time. Like, this should be like, where you're Devin, you're like, I've been there for 15 years. Yeah. I'm either going to go to the Senate, which in California, you're never going to do. Governor, you're never going to do. Presidential ticket, no. On board for marketing for the next Republican president, that's better paying than going and being one of Kevin McCarthy's little, little mice running around. So I, I get why he did it, but notice how the Democrats talking about that. Now, at the same time, the, the Biden's DOJ is taking a lawsuit out against Texas, trying to stop them from the way they're doing the same thing, just a Republican doing it to a blue district. It's the same concept. This is how we change the way we talk. Go online and find the maps, and you see in the in the Dallas area, in the Houston area, we have areas where you have voters of color, and they were in in one or two congressional districts. Texas Republicans using their power, and that's what they're going to say: we won the election, we have the right to do this. Essentially, Drew, like you're going to be in this district, and then it stretches out into a red rural area. You're going to be in this one. They split them up. So instead of being able to elect a most likely Democratic Congressperson, they're in what is most likely now a Republican district. Yeah, and I want to make two points. Um, 
You know, it is about preserving political power, and with Republicans in charge, they're the ones trying to keep their power, but it still comes down to race, you know? And when Democrats did it, you know, in the 90s, yes, they were preserving their power, but it still came down to race then, too. And so in a state like Texas, where 40% of the population is Latino and 12% is black, and then you look at the makeup of its congressional delegation or its state, ha state house, then you see the discrepancies you see where we went there? Now, all of a sudden, cutting up a blue district is an issue of race, not just simple math and politics. And you can make an argument that not all Latino voters, especially in Texas, are voting Democrat. Mm. There's a certain Republican. Now, like I said, you can be uncomfortable with the fact that both major parties can look at a map and basically color dots, blue and red, on individual houses. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we that that's we gave that to them. When we registered to vote, that's all public information. And you always have the power to take back your vote. Mm -hmm. Don't do what they, they say you're going to do. No one's just because you're colored in as registered blue, you don't have to do that. You can vote for the independent, you can vote for the other party. That's the nature of politics. That If it was all just as predictable as this, then why even vote? Mm -hmm. Like, why even have a vote if it was just that simple as going through and cutting? So it's like the, the counter argument I would say to her is, is now instead of what the Democrats did in the 90s, is, is they would concentrate all of the black vote into one delegate. So you'd have 40% of Democrats in Texas are African-American, but their representation amongst Democrats only ends up being like 10%. And what you end up getting is people like, this I want to show you here. I got this set up at home. This is the Texas delegation of House of Representative members. On the left, I don't know if I wrote the number down that there is, uh, 22 Republicans, 13 Democrats. 22 Republicans, 13 Democrats. Now that, And it's been like that for a long time. Now, when you look at some of the Democrats, though, look at how many years some the, the, the highest ones have been in there. Oh, jeez. 28 years. <laughs> the whole career. A bunch of them. Like they, have a, they only have like 12 members, but they've always been there because the Democrats gerrymandered them a guaranteed district. But what that did was that made all the black people only vote for one black person. And that black person never gave up their hat. Mm -hmm. it's, I think that this does more damage to the party diversity than Miss Sheila Jackson should have moved on to working for the Biden administration. She, she should have been on the Clinton administration. And then another young Democrat comes in and gets some experience in the House. Because once you get this experience, once you can get five years, then you get book deals. Then you can be a Washington lobbyist. You can go be a commentator on Fox. But and you get a pension. I think it's three. You have to win three terms to get a pension for life for being in the house. So by having Sheila Jackson hold down a district for thirty years, stop potentially ten other black women from getting a pension and serving just three terms instead of having her go that many. And it's like, I, it's I don't know if it's necessarily. I mean, if you're going to say racist actions, that outcome has not helped black people. It hasn't flipped the state, and that's what. So you just look twenty-two and thirteen. This is the most swayed of a high. There's a lot of Republican states that are like three-zero, but this is the only one where you get into the teens that a Republican dominates. So there's a couple other states. This is the biggest one. Look here at California. I just just put this up on the camera. Look at this one. Like this, this state is so far gone. And how how many have we got? Forty something. What what's the Democrat? 42. 42 Democrats and what? 53 or 11 Republicans. 11 Republicans. Like, it's going to take so long to battle that back. Oh, wait. Cal it says California, though, on the right with 53. That's, that's their total. Uh, that's the total. the total. Yeah, so that, that's the total. Um, uh, during the election, that's how many, um, state, uh, how many votes their state's worth. Oh. However many of these people you have. The House rats. But now if you look at the, now the demo, this is the strongest Democrats. Try and read the top five and how many years they've been here. I think Nancy Pelosi. Well, they're all like 30. They all should be like retiring. Third, and think about how many. You have five people. That's 150 years of Democratic politics. They're just stay with the same people, the same family. Their kids all work their campaigns. Run their, a lot of them hold offices lower in the state. Yeah. But if you're a Democrat, now you see why Democrats act so chaotically. Is How do you climb that ladder? Devin Nunez over there, he's actually in a really comfortable seat. Kevin McCarthy, notice that. We only got nine Republicans from that state, but at least two of them are some of the biggest members of the party, which I find slightly suspect. Never had much faith in Kevin McCarthy. But when you look at that, for Nunez just to fold a seat, good God, we got to start moving pieces the other direction. We can't, like... 
See, this is why you need you need to post that on your Twitter. I do. I, I w- I'll, I'll post what I I have this. Just done. do it right now. Just take a picture and uh, put it on your okay. Twitter. Okay, let's do that. Go on the show. Wait, hold on, let's let's do the rapid fire here because we're we're getting close to it. Yeah, but the you time can, here. You can still take the picture. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it directly after. No, I can't. <laughs> trust me, I can't. Trust me, I can't. I can't. This phone's already. I'm trying to keep the videos. I don't think we need any more of them. But I just wanted to get that with the gerrymandering out of the hold way. On, before we do rapid fire, I was thinking we should talk. We should talk about a format for going to video. What do you mean a format? Like, to get started with video. Because it's going to be new for us yes. since we've just been doing audio. I was thinking we should start out with doing, since we've been trying to do two nights a week, if one night is just audio, one day has video. Like, if a weekend episode had video. Oh, you're talking like release the audio like the first. One, and the one that Alec can actually can show up to yeah that one yeah we can do video the, the, yeah the, yeah that's what i was thinking and the other one would just be audio yes and that would be are we talking when we get the set the next studio up i'm yeah we, like soon yeah 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 that's just like, like ne- next couple months before get we get to video, before yeah. we get to the spring mm-hmm. i think that's yeah that's definitely the, the plan here moving forward and then we can get some graphics because things like i'd like to have the a rundown off the left right like i kind of wish they did that with rogan a lot of the sports ones I watch do that. Is you just have a topic list, like after you're done to go through and have like, after we talk about um, this subject, then we move into the, uh, the a movie that this. You're person gonna have was to learn in. how to do that because that's a lot more work. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, 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 <laughs> I'm, but that's why I gotta get this new computer. I'm trying to decide yeah. here whether I get the newest version of the. I'm trying getting an Apple. It's intimidating stuff, man. Especially when you're not pro computer. It gotta be done if you want to increase the quality of the show, though. Moving through the final subjects, we're going to get into a lot of these in more detail. We can get Alec. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff we just have consensus on, so it's not a big deal. Um, who's going to replace? Oh, yeah. Who's going to replace Cuomo? They got a, they got an hour open. I don't know. Maybe AOC will take it. No, I think you got to go. Um, They were flirting be um, Brianna Keeler, and she does currently mornings with John Berman. Would, it, would moving from the house to a governorship be a, a governorship or a a governor a governorship oh yeah i was always talking chris cuomo's tv an hour oh i thought you were talking. right now cuomo and andy's already replaced oh yeah sonny's already replaced fredo's job he's unemployed it's yeah. like i'm just that's what i was thinking with thanksgiving dinner them so just sitting around who's oh they already re- did the election to replace him no it's currently open they have the smart is just filling in oh they just last week filling in. yeah yeah they still have to have the election right what I, what i would advise them to do is do what fox did and yet do an hour a different a special guest each week just to have a different hour that, that way sometimes you can afford to get someone who's a little more partisan or you can get someone a little more down the middle but it's been working really well for fox and it's a good way to farm new talent i don't know if they're going to go that route because they should hire trump <laughs> no they said trump's starting his own network yeah and trump's starting his own network CNN should go for Trump. Offer him a deal. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. Um, we missed it last time. LeBron James. Double vaxxed. Got the COVID. And he got jabbed late because he was saying at the beginning of summer he didn't get it. So his isn't expired. Mm-hmm. But he's falling into the COVID protocol. He got ejected from a game for punching a player in the face. I did see he was ejected, yeah. He's acting up. I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe side effect. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But he's they're five hundred. They got like an all star team, but they're playing terrible. LeBron, buddy, maybe the Vax. I don't know. I don't know. I blame the Vax. I, I can't can't comment either way. That would be unscientific of me. I'm just trying to draw correlations. Is if everybody who if this is a pandemic of the unvaxed, we'd all be dead by now. Places <laughs> like New York. Like places like New York that are up to like 70, 80%. <laughs> right now, at some point, they're going to have to admit that it is vaccinated people giving it to other vaccinated people. That Norwegian cruise ship, everyone has to show digital proof of vaccination and a rapid negative COVID test before you get on. So negative test and vaccination, yeah, why, 17 people got it. But why will... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like how can they not just like admit that it's transferring because of the vaccine both of us yeah we're all uh, yeah obviously we're we we are doing the same thing but we can't get them to admit regular immunity works hospital people are being fired from new york new york that have had positive tests and beaten it and now they are not even allowed to work at a bar because their plan was okay we're going to wait this out this clearly is not going to be able to last long we're going to enough stuff is coming out now that like i said that we can all admit that that the vax does not stop the spread 
Maybe it slows hospitalizations, See, but that's not enough to You just have to move to another state. Mandations. You need to move to another state. I, I was thinking about trying to think if there's any better. It's the only way to solve these solutions. The only comforting, and what I, I just feel bad telling people that. It's just but like, it's how it is. I know. Yeah. It's like, I know. And, but I guess a positive way of looking at that is, is almost all of our ancestors. If you came from Europe, at some point, your family, you, it wasn't immigration. It's, well, it was in their instance. But what we're basically doing now would be called emigration. E-M-I-G-R-E. Yeah. And that's political refuge. <coughs> that's saying that you know the politics of this area are not persecuting you. So you're looking to flee to a different right. country. Like, you can state. live somewhere like here where, yeah, there, it's, there's a lot of, you know, government involvement in your day-to-day life but they kind of still give you your freedom because yeah, you're in a yeah. rural area so there's there's, not, there's no one checking any cards around here you don't gotta run from here no but if you're in new york city you have to leave now that's gotten to a point where you just gotta leave you do, you do. but now it's, it sucks, it's the middle of winter yeah it's the middle of winter where do you move in the, like this is the worst time to move you move to florida you don't think it's a little over like a lot of people are doing have been doing that that's what you're trying to we were bringing up in earlier episodes it's called brain drain and capital migration if you had the money or the smarts to get out before now you did mm-hmm. right now if you're in the position where you're just finding out now that you're about to lose your waitressing job that you're doing two of them 80 hours a week to try and make what used to be your nurses pay and now you can't even do that that's tough to tell someone you have to get up and move but when communism and socialism, but everyone's hit paying enough Eastern to Europe pay rent right now, so now is the time to move. And and I and I guess that was I didn't get to say this in the last episode we were talking about the Roe v. Wade stuff, but and I guess that's why I have to keep my my logic consistent. Is is it shouldn't it's not up to if the federal government wants to mandate this, OSHA or the courts are not the ones to do it. Whether it's Roe v. Wade or a vax mandate, the Senate should have to write a law. Congress has to write a law and Biden can sign it. And then it, that's how that's how this is. That's how a bill on Capitol Hill works. Mm-hmm. So either one, they have to be able to do that and they have to get 60 votes. I know for a fact they can't do that. So that means the states decide. And each state is a laboratory of their own experiments. I don't think you should be allowed to mandate vaxes. I, I, that's a moral issue, though. And if they think it's a moral issue that you have to get the vax to save everyone's life then I guess the state has a right to do it, just like they have a right not to do it. Texas can say the opposite. And I guess that's on me to, you just got to shut up and move. If Pennsylvania, I don't think Pennsylvania is going to go this route like New York is, hopefully. But New York is taking the first steps of going, you are are now a person, a persona non grata in our city if you don't get the vaccination. We don't want your money. We don't want your art. We don't want your smile. We don't want your attitude. We don't want any of that. Go somewhere else. And if that's how you're going to take the stance towards vaccinations, I think abortions would be the same. Where a state's going to have to, at some point, someone's going to have to deal with this moral dilemma. And both sides think that they are ethically correct. So that's why the courts aren't the best place to decide this, because this is an emotional issue. This isn't necessarily a scales of justice. This is a, at what point are you obligated to protect your neighbor? At what point is the, are you allowed to protect yourself? Are you forced to protect yourself? It's an interesting. It's an interesting debate. Mm-hmm. Um, final run-throughs. We got over the Nunez thing early. Donald, Stacey Abrams, the c- governor of Georgia, has announced she's rerunning in 2022 against g- the current governor Kemp, but. Stacey Abrams never conceded, still to this day, has not conceded the 2018 Georgia governor race. She's announced she's running again. Let me get a clip of that. Because it's even funny when they describe her. It's very much like Hillary, where you don't have really anything positive to say besides complimenting her organization. And in this sense, here, I'll just listen. To, I'll let you listen to it a little bit. This is a... a reporter from the Atlanta area on CNN. For Republicans, so Republicans find her to be a real unifying force. If they had one thing to unify them, it would be running against Stacey Abrams, but they're not unified right now because we've got this primary battle that's happening. So we're going to hear all of the Republicans, even people not running for governor, anyone running for lieutenant governor, state senator, sheriff, everyone's going to be running against Stacey Abrams on the Republican side, but she's just as galvanizing on the Democratic side, and she has registered 
literally 1.3 million voters since the last time um, she was up on the ballot. Um, her group, Fair Fight Action, the New Georgia Project, all of these groups have done an enormous amount of registration um, based on the model that she put in place along with a lot of other black activists here in the state. So it's, um, it's a very... To summarize that for you, Stacey Abrams is a terrible candidate because she may, might be the only person that can unify all Republicans, that they do not want her to be the candidate. On that note, she registers everyone to vote. And remember the big thing on debate, what the Republican primary is, is, is David Perdue, the senator that lost on the special election, him and Donald Trump are blaming the Republican governor, Kemp, for not getting Trump and him the victory. So the guy who lost is blaming the current governor of the state for not ensuring that he won. It sounds terrible. It makes no sense to me. But that division, as you can see, is what the Democrats are hanging on to is, yeah, Ronnie Stacey is not a great idea as far as trying to play someone down the middle. But if it's going to come down to mail votes, all she does is the mail. She just registered 1.3 million voters in a year. How do you even do that? What does that even mean? She registered 1.3. They just, her voters? Is she doing this on both sides of the aisle? Are Republicans trying to register people to vote? What exactly is the deal with that? Because that is an astronomical number. And there is a lot of questions. The Georgia was the most, that was the, the election night that froze. For two hours, we went dark. Where Trump was way up, and then he was way down when they turned the lights back on. And it's like, this race sounds really suspect to me. Kemp has done a good job of not being a Mitch McConnell Republican, I wouldn't say. But he was clearly annoyed by Trump questioning the results of the election. And it's like, he was in a tough position. He couldn't exactly do what Trump wanted him. To. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he could have. I don't think he could have. But this division right now is very dangerous. And my question is for our former president, what are you doing here? My support of him is going to be contingent upon whether or not he is a benefactor to the 2022 campaign or a liability. And starting up fights in Georgia with already reliably red candidates against a weak blue candidate seems completely absurd to me in a year when taking the Senate is going to mean everything. If we give up 51-49, that's blow up the filibuster without Manchin or Kamala Harris's need if the Democrats can just get back to a simple majority. So I, I have no idea where he's going with this, but that's what I was talking about position week. For some reason, he has just opened up a bunch of bombs in Georgia. And if anyone from the campaign is listening to me, please, I would refrain from this. There are plenty of other places to attack. Move it back down to Texas. But Georgia right now, I think Kemp is doing all right. They had a, Remember, a lot of these primaries, the people in Texas, Republicans in Texas and Georgia, is, is they're mad that they locked down as much as they did. Mm-hmm. Is a sense. Now, mind you, Keisha Lance Bottoms, a Democrat, runs Atlanta with an iron fist. That really hurt Georgia's economy when a lot of other major cities in the South were open. Like, they lost an all-star game. It was a mess. And it's like a lot of people in the state blame Kemp for not forcing the Democratic mayor to open. But as you will see across the state, it's just not, it's not as easy as that. Um, final notes here. This is a big one. Simone. Simone Sanders, press secretary for Kamala Harris, quitting. Number one, she was the one that she was Joe Biden's top press secretary. I thought the MVP of his campaign, she was, she um, cut her, she basically, her claim to fame was being Bernie's like rough rider on CNN that in 2016 would battle anybody. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it, she was so fun to watch because she would just come at all these anchors like, Full attitude, no, pulling no punches, like the reverse of a Jen Psaki. But for some reason, Jen Psaki got the job being Biden's press secretary over her. And I, I always thought it was a slight, but my logic was, is if I'm Simone, I don't want that job being Biden's mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. If they're just going to pull him and move Kamala in, then that would make Simone the next speaker, the next the press secretary. Mm-hmm. Her quitting is one hell of a lack of confidence vote in Kamala. Because if you're looking, what I'm looking at here is she's about, you're going to get about to be Kamala. You're going to be the press secretary to the president. Just hold on to your job a little bit longer. She clearly doesn't want to. And, and the way that you read like the, the reports of her quitting is they were begging her to stay. This looks terrible right now. And they, they, they got to all work through the holidays because I don't hate anybody. I'm just moving on to better things. 
AOC's future 2024 campaign. I don't know. It's almost, she's seeing what I'm... Kamala can't run. Kamala couldn't run in, 20, in 2019. She still can't run, even when she does become president. And if she thinks that magically all this Biden, this Biden inflation, this terrible vax mandates, like she's just going to go, I had nothing to do with it. When her responsibilities were the border, solving the STEM, the, the STEM issues with uh, chain migration, oh, God, there's so many. Like, if she, she thinks she could get into power now and then get reelected. <laughs> Buttigieg is a higher rank. Buttigieg has a higher chance. Yeah, like there's, she has no chance. You come in for two years and finish this out. and Or else she'd have to throw Joe Biden under the bus. Like she'd just have to blame it on him. She'd have to be like, look at my facial, facial expressions it, 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 when he was doing the, these the, things. They, they are, but they, it's the same time. She wasn't on grabbing a mic and like being coherent. Like If she could be doing well right now, if she could be being a front person, tackling any of the issues, she would, but she's just hiding also. And that's why yeah. I got to imagine Simone's feeling underused. It's one of those, it's like, after being someone who's used to campaign politics, which is all action and, like, you're constantly at each other's, like, it's a, it's a lot more high energy than working administratively for the vice president of Joe Biden. Like, that, it's like, the, like, you just have to close your eyes and pretend you're not seeing anything going on around you. It's like, yep, everything's great here. <laughs> everything's great. Did he put his pants on yet? No, he's still walking around <laughs> with his pants on. It's like, and you can't tell, you can't talk to anyone because these stories would be like, wait, you're telling me the president's incompetent? So basically everyone in that White House has to play dumb 24-7. It's got to be taxing. Got to be taxing. Mm-hmm. Um, Meadows. Oh, yeah. Mark. We won't get into that one yet. There was a Mark Meadows we briefly addressed was supposed to speak to the January 6th committee. And now he's refusing to. And they kind of duped the Democrats. They started like highlighting his book, saying that it was like a spill all about Trump because there was one bad page. It turned out almost the whole thing it was like an attempt for him to go, no, Trump never me- meant to walk across the Capitol building. He never, like, that was all meant to be, he, I think he said, Trump came off the stage and said, I was just speaking metaphorically. I, I've listened to a lot of the Donald. Never heard him use that word. Never heard him use metaphorically. He does speak in uh, all kinds of different type of uh, word, pl- hyperbolic, I would say, is the best one to describe him, mm-hmm. but... To, ha- to imagine Trump coming up saying I spoke metaphorically, seeing and cling to that now, and they're kind of in a tricky position because they said the guy the book was legit, mm-hmm. and now they're saying that he's not. I, I don't know the deal. I called him a rat last week. I might not have all my information on that because I thought he was just trying to sell books. Apparently he was, but he was doing so in a way to get back at CNN. So it might be a good play. I got to look more into it. Other than that, hopefully we're going to have Alec back after his wedding. He's going on a wedding. I think he'll be back probably Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. So. In, in the meantime... We'll see if anything happens. If, if something big happens with these vax mandates, we'll pull another episode. Yeah. Right now, we're just sitting on this New York one. It should be, st- I hope by the time you listen to this, the courts have at least suspended it temporarily. Like, let's wait till we can get an official ruling on at least four other cases we have dealing with these mandates in all different capacities. Have a great week, everybody. Try and stay warm. It's officially winter. Mm-hmm. It's been cold this week. Cold this week. <laughs>